You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. G'day, my name is Bruce Hitchcock and you're listening to the Weekly Batuta News Bulletin, coming to you live from the Old City District in downtown Batuta. Sitting here with me today is my old mate Wendell Hussey. Yes, hello and thanks for tuning in as we wrap up all the biggest stories from the week that was, live from Koala Mattress Studios in the Desert Rock FM stables. Let's get the ball rolling with some international news this week. Yeah, starting off in the US, Bruce, and it's been confirmed by President Trump that the state of Hawaii will be spending roughly 50 bucks reenacting Captain Cook's voyage this year. President Trump's statement follows on from Prime Minister Morrison's announcement that he plans to give $6.7 million to the Australian National Maritime Museum so its replica of the Endeavour can circumnavigate the country, stopping at 39 different spots that Captain Cook never visited along the way. The funding for the trip is part of a $48.7 million package to commemorate 250 years since Captain Cook's arrival, out of fear that not enough Australians remember the story of Captain Cook, despite spending six years learning about it in primary school. Trump has confirmed that the American reenactments will be much shorter and much less expensive, as Cook's two visits to Hawaii were rather brief and ended quite suddenly when the native Hawaiians turned his head inside out with spears after he walked past the tidelines after being specifically warned not to. And back on home shores now, a young Byron mum is in damage control this week after getting caught filling up her Aesop soap bottle with palm olive liquid. The Northern Rivers online barley-made jewellery retailer has been forced to admit to decanting supermarket brand hand soap into empty luxury skincare bottles. The controversial practice, known locally as a-siphoning, is considered to be an ultimate taboo in the region, which is mostly made up of elite Sydney and Melbourne expats who don't really need to work a nine-to-five. Witnesses say they had no choice but to feel sorry for the alleged perpetrator and immediately began insta-messaging friends about whether or not the young family at the centre of the scandal were going through hard times financially and whether or not they should set up a GoFundMe page for them. The mother explained, while she is embarrassed a little, she will be sticking to her guns as it is very expensive to dress her three kids in off-white linen and that she needs to save a few pennies here and there with the Aesop bottles being the first thing to take a bullet. And in news back home in town now, a local moron has wowed his friends with his stupidity this week. The young man did so yesterday afternoon when he decided to eat a Maxibon biscuit side first. One of his friends explained how shocked they were when they saw the accountant named Sam Masters pull the ice cream confectionery out of the packet and start eating from the biscuit end first. Sandwich style ice cream is made up of a biscuit side and a chocolate side and is usually eaten chocolate side first in an effort to avoid the chocolate melting on your fingers and getting everywhere in a mess that will leave you looking like a toddler at the end of dinner time. The chocolate smeared masses spoke to us immediately after the consumption of his Maximon and explained that he would be re-evaluating his eating practices and taking all of his friends' advice on board. You really do have to wonder what the thought process was on that one. Anyway, in other news around town, a report has confirmed this week that white pedestal fans are way better at producing a humming sound than actually keeping you cool. While many turn to the fans as a refuge from these restless nights of high heat, it has been confirmed that they will do next to nothing to keep you cool. But it will provide you with a muffled and ethereal whisper that will whisk you away to a dreamland where you are well off enough to afford ducted air conditioning. The report has also found that the loyal pedestal fan, which retails at Kmart for four-fifths of fuck all, has a brief life cycle, as less usage in the cooler weather means it will often lose its place in the bedroom and get chucked out on the street. And in the sports world, Bruce, the NRL is copying it again. The calls come from the purveyors and traffickers of the glamorous party drug cocaine who say they are beginning to worry that the stimulant might be getting a bad name from its association with the NRL. 
It's believed that cocaine, which is more commonly linked to upper-class communities and is known as a rich man's drug, could be suffering from the constant headlines that associate it with heavily tattooed men from working-class backgrounds. Traditionally, the drug has been popular amongst Australian stockbrokers, lawyers, tech entrepreneurs and hospitality tycoons as a recreational party drug. However, the bourgeoisie gloss is starting to fade after nearly 20 rugby league-related incidents in the last 12 months. A spokesperson for the industry has asked the NRL to clean up their act so the cocaine industry can focus on its base, corporates, executives and people in the financial sector. NRL CEO Todd Greenberg is yet to comment on the latest allegations to rock the game. The blows just keep on coming for the NRL. Anyway, that's it for the News Wrap this week. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast in order to get your fix of real, unfiltered and unwavering regional news. Until next week, I'm Bruce Hitchcock. And I'm Wendell Hussey. Listener.